Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 99 for January 28, 2013. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also like Klezmer Podcast on Facebook and follow Klezmer Podcast on Twitter, MySpace, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can also help support Klezmer Podcast by buying your music through the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen online store. Simply go to klezmerpodcast.com, click on the tab Buy Music Here, and you will be taken directly to the Klezmer Podcast Music Delicatessen. All right, my guest on this episode of the podcast is Yiddish singer Heather Klein from the San Francisco area. She's a wonderful Yiddish singer I've known for many years now. And she has a recent album out entitled Heather Klein's Inextinguishable Trio Presents Schifferla's Portrait, a Yiddish Art Song Project. It's a great album of Yiddish art song with a fabulous band that Heather has put together for this project. Now, Yiddish art song, by its very nature, requires some concentrated listening to appreciate what's going on in these songs. But I'll tell you right now that this album is worth a little bit of extra effort to listen and appreciate what's going on. So without further delay, I want to introduce you now to Heather Klein. Hi, this is Keith. Welcome to Klesmer Podcast. Uh, this evening I'm visiting with Heather Klein, Yiddish singer from the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, got a brand new album out that's few months old already by the time we got around to actually meeting. Heather, uh, welcome to Klesmer Podcast. Pleasure to have you with us. Thank you, Keith. Good to see you. Catch up. <laughs> Known you for many years from going to Kles Canada all the time and have watched you over the years improving your singing each time we've seen you. I haven't seen you for, uh, what, two, three years probably, mm-hmm. and now you drop this amazing CD that... Uh, is so far above what I've ever seen you capable of doing before. Um, tell me a little about how you got into Yiddish song and uh, singing in general, and then um, how you got yourself to the, the level that you've achieved on, on this album. Well, I think it's been kind of happening over the years. I think it started with um, my love of singing, and of Mariah Carey, actually, which grew into (laughs) (laughs) finding a voice teacher, and then that voice teacher thinking opera would be great, my falling in love with opera, and then finding Adrian Cooper, finding Yiddish. And um, as I started to do theater songs and Yiddish and continued to do opera, I felt like I wanted to do something even greater with my classical training than only singing Yiddish theater songs, but using my classical training to do something like that. So in 2006, I met Joyce Rosenzweig in uh, New York at Klez Camp, and she introduced me and kind of showed me this amazing plethora of songs that are this Yiddish art song, um, just a really rich amount of material. So when I found that, I realized that I wanted to delve in and really see what I could do with that. So the last five or so years, I've been working on this repertoire with her and with other coaches and mentors of mine in the Yiddish world, and it's kind of just come to fruition. You know, all the the different things I've been doing have kind of come together to create really 
a really interesting album I'm really excited about. So this is that repertoire? Yes. This is the Yiddish art song repertoire. So it's a little different than the theater repertoire because it's accompanied and sounds classical and, um, you know, it's just, it's really amazing music. So for those listening that that aren't familiar, um, what characterizes Yiddish art song for you? Uh, I, I I know a little bit because, you know, listening to Adrian Cooper over so many of those years, but um, it, it's a different, it's, it's a different genre from, from other types of uh, song in general or either song in, in particular. So what, what's different about it uh, from your perspective? I think what really stands out first is that um, it's not something that you want to sing along with. It's a piece that when you hear someone singing it, you're really listening and you're hearing the words and you're hearing the story and someone's presenting it to you. When I'm singing Yiddish song or when I hear somebody singing Yiddish theater song, I want to sing with them. It's a communal thing. But really, I think the art song stood out to me and it feels different to most people when they're hearing it because they feel like they're more in a concert hall than they are in a... um, Cabaret. A cabaret, yeah. a theater, exactly. And so this really strikes me because it could be with an orchestra, it could be with an ensemble, a classical ensemble, you know. So that's really, I think, the biggest difference. Have you performed this with a larger ensemble or, or, or chamber orchestra or anything like that? Or do you have arrangements for that? Um, I actually have some arrangements for that. Um, right now I'm looking into learning um, another set of art songs that were composed for an orchestra to do. So a set of like new Yiddish songs that will be sung with a huge orchestration. So I think that it's possible and it's coming and it's that's the new part about Yiddish art song. Oh, terrific. Um, so the, the musicians you've got on here are, are phenomenal. I, I was really impressed with the uh, with your uh, piano accompanist. What, what's... Uh, you had a pretty good relationship, it sounds like, with the music. How, how did you find these people? Well, it's interesting. I, When I was at the Conservatory of Music in San Francisco doing undergraduate work, um, Ala, the pianist, came to my concert at the end of my graduate, you know, my end of my four years, and I met her, and she had heard me in the halls and decided to come and brought the head of the workman's circle of the Bay Area. And from that day, we got a gig that day, performing the pieces that I did at that concert and for the last 10 or so no maybe eight years I've been working with her and she's an amazing pianist from Russia and she has such um such a sensitivity with this music it really comes through and her improvising is always amazing when she's performing it always comes out so naturally and so perfectly and we just we work together as such a great team at this point um the violist Beery um he's actually a newer member of our group he's Israeli and he's a a composer we went to school together at the conservatory and he also is just really in tune with this music and so we really work well together and then the fourth component is Steve Greenman who's the violinist who we all know in the community and love and respect and also a very good friend and it was just so amazing to get a chance to work with him on the CD wow <laughs> that's uh, quite a group you've, you've uh, assembled for that and some of the uh, I don't know it was with the engineering or the mixing that some of the instruments sound kind of distant, mm-hmm. and 
I, I, I assume that's kind of an intentional thing to add. I don't know. It's, uh, it's an atmospheric thing, or, or how how'd you decide on? Because one of the violin pieces is like very distant, so you have to listen a little bit extra to to um, get it. But it's it certainly um, brings something to that piece. That's a, actually a really great observation, Keith, because um, one of the pieces, Zmiris especially, I think maybe that's the one you're speaking of, um, you can hear the viola in the background kind of far away. And at first, when I heard the mix, I thought, ooh, well, maybe that doesn't sound so great there. But then I actually decided to keep it in there on purpose because it went so nicely with the rest of the piece. And it it almost sounded like this nostalgic sound and it went really well with the meaning of what I was trying to convey with that with that piece so we kept that in there on purpose cool (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for observing (laughs) well I I always listen uh, you know I'm a bit of a a techie so the the engineering of these things uh, kind of appeals to me too so when when things are put together a certain way you know I I uh, I notice it, and and then you get an interesting story of why you did that. So that, that's that's very cool. Um, now, what's the the place that you did this recording? Was it in the? I, I remember reading about it, but I, I explain was it in a studio or, or in a, like a theater or something like that? It was actually in a studio. Um, our first CD we recorded at a synagogue. Um, and this time I decided I really wanted a studio. I wanted to get a really, really good sound from each of us. So I was in one room by myself, and they were in the other, and we were all looking at each other that way. So it was a really great studio. Cool. And um, I know, so this is all in Yiddish, and I, I did notice that the translations, the English translations are on your website, right? So it, not included in the here. They, they are. I don't mean okay. to interrupt, but on there, it's kind of neat. If you put it on your computer, oh, oh. Um, it actually pops up as a... I didn't want to use as much paper, and I thought this was a great way to... You just pop it in your computer, and the PDF just comes up at the translations. I think we used to call that a hybrid CD or something. <laughs> Back in the 80s, we called that something. <laughs> you put, put data on with your CD. Well, that's very cool. I'll have to pop that in there and, and get that. But I found it on, the, on your website. So. Great. Great. Yeah, there are definitely some translations there as well. Cool. And you're in town for a Hanukkah show you're doing tomorrow. And are you doing some of this stuff on that show, or is it strictly Hanukkah-type stuff? What, what's, what's, what are we going to see? Well, um, this is the project that I do called Hungry for Yiddish, and it's its third annual season. It's a completely benefit concert with um, artwork, visual art, as well as music. And it's really, you know, trying to get Yiddish music to do something good one time a year for people who don't have enough food to eat, and us being Jews, you know, we always have lots of food to eat, so <laughs> we hope. So, um, you know, I thought it would be a nice idea, and it's its third year. And so now we're in L.A. It's the first time we've traveled. And on the concert, um, there's actually not going to be um, any Hanukkah songs for me. Um, what I try to do is I try to uh, look into the visual art that's going to be there and um, create my program around that visual art, being influenced by that art. I think it's kind of fun to do that. And um, there's going to be a few pieces from the CD, and then there's going to be uh, some other pieces that I do commonly in recitals, and uh, also some other ones from my first CD. Wow, well, that's uh, certainly a worthy cause to to uh, 
have a concert and to have you uh, travel into town to, to put that on. Uh, I guess you've done the last couple in the Bay Area? I have. Last couple years? Last year I was recording this CD, and so I didn't do it last year, but the two years before that I did. And it was all in the Bay Area, um, in different areas of the San Francisco Bay Area, and it was always a success. It was always a really wonderful event, and people just really came out and supported it. Terrific. Oh, and we haven't actually mentioned the name of your album yet, and uh, <laughs> I was leaving this for you. So it's called Schifferless Portraits, and uh, it's by our trio called the Inextinguishable Trio. And uh, it's a, I, I call it Schifferless Portrait, a Yiddish art song project, because I'm hoping that this is the first of many where I can really expose Yiddish art song to the public. And... Who or what is Schifferless? <laughs> so <laughs> that's a good question. Um, well, Schifferless Portrait is the name of one of the songs by um, okay. by Moshe Rauch, and just a gorgeous song about um, you know a home by Gebirtik, and he wrote it, and it was um, a firsthand experience of him uh, during World War II and missing his eldest daughter Shifra, and so. Yiddish art song to me always seems like a story and like a portrait of certain people and Shifrila's portrait I thought really brings out what exactly I'm trying to convey about what Yiddish art song is and how wonderful it is how people can really find it accessible yeah because I know I've been listening to this quite a bit lately and um, I'm not sure the, the titles but uh, the, the fourth one and the twelfth one mm-hmm. um, are the two that stand out for me. I, I don't know uh, how you feel about those two in particular. I, I like the the, the, the latter one because uh, it kind of breaks into a little bit of a klezmer uh, bit in the middle there. So uh, how did that one uh, come about? I'm very happy that you picked those to talk about because <laughs> they are two of my favorites. Got uh, Top, Mein Beschatten, is the song I found in the Yivo archives and in New York. And, um, you know, God Watch Over, My Meant to Be One, it's just a gorgeous song by Ilya Trilling. And it feels like an aria to me, but like an aria that I can really sink my teeth into. It's it's so obvious, you know, the pain that this young woman has gone through and she's missing her boyfriend who hasn't come back from war, the war yet. And it's just, it, it speaks to everyone right now, you know, having been, you know, being in a war, like people miss somebody and they're away from them and they're just hoping that they're okay. And the, the message is just so relevant. So I love that song. And then the other one, in Torba Funem Wind, is a piece that Stephen Greenman wrote. And I commissioned him to write it. And it's this Avram Sutzkever poem, which um, I gave him a few of his poems that I was interested in. And he picked that one, and I was hoping he did, because I really loved it, too. (laughs) And he was really inspired. And the whole idea was that he was going to come out, and he was going to have composed this piece, and we were going to play it together on the CD. And I just, I really, really love it. I think it came together really well, and I think Steve's playing is just fantastic on it. I guess those two, because it featured the violin on those two tracks specifically. So uh, uh, while I really enjoy the, the the other ones that have a lot of just duet or maybe a little bit of violin or guitar or something in there, um, I think uh, adding a, a little space for the violin is kind of a cool um, thing to do on, on those two songs. Yeah, there was something about... 
um, in Torba Funim Vind, I wanted it to have, I wanted it to feel the way I feel when I sing a Yiddish theater song. So, you know, in an art song, if I was singing a Schubert or Schumann song in a recital at the Conservatory of Music, I wouldn't break out into a clap, a clapping, you know, like I would in, you know, uh, in a theater song. It's okay in Jewish music. Yeah, in Jewish music, it's okay, right? And so, so I really love to do that, and I kind of wish sometimes that art song wasn't as stuffy and could have a little bit more fun, and so this piece... Steve did, ex- you know, made it exactly the way I wanted. It had that lyricism of a new art song at the beginning, and then it gets into, you know, almost sounding like Schubert in the middle, and then it turns into this really cool, just kind of like get down and boogie section, um, klezmer style, and I just love that. And it and it just ends just mysteriously. So I really think he did a great job with it, and it's exactly what I wanted it to be. Good job, Stephen. If you're listening. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. That's a really nice arrangement that, that you're sharing with everybody. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, if people would like to find out more about the album, more about you, or um, purchase the album or, or download the tracks, uh, where can they find it? They can find it on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes and put in Schifrela's Portraits, you can get it there. Or you can go to my website, which is um, Heather L. Klein, L for Lauren, dot com, and you'll find it there. Or at my other blog, which is Hungry for Yiddish, um, dot WordPress dot com. Great. And so what's... Uh Coming up for you next, what, what else are you working on or touring around? Well, um, kind of some neat stuff. Um, Hungry for Yiddish, we're going to do it again in Berkeley next week with a different artist, a local ar- artist in Berkeley, and with some other different singers. And then after that, I'm in a show called Meshuggah Nutcracker, which is local, which will be a really fun uh, kids' show about the the people of Chaum. <laughs> it's quite quite funny. Music to the Nutcracker Suite, all about Hanukkah. Uh, so that's should be fun and then uh, going into the new year I'm working on a really beautiful art song cycle that a local composer in San Francisco wrote and we're going to present it at a conference in February um, called Mama Lotion and it's her grandmother's poems that she set to music and orchestra really beautiful so I'm excited about that new project so plenty more to look for from Heather Klein that's good there you go this is just the beginning this album just the beginning we're getting a lot a lot more going to be coming in the next couple of years it sounds like I hope so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Terrific. Well, anything else you wanted to mention that I neglected to ask you about? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, I guess I did want to brag that my mom did the artwork oh, on right. the cover. That's right. Because that was kind of exciting. I asked her to do that, and, and she was pretty excited about that. And also that it was um, one of the songs on here I actually recorded um, coming back from... Adrian's funeral, and um, it was it was it was a it was a very difficult time, but also it was a very inspiring moment. Um, so, the CD is actually dedicated to the memory of her and my aunt, who died a few days after her, and my grandfather, who all died in a couple months of each, you know, in the same couple months. And it's just, I think it's just been a really tough year for the community, and I also felt it personally in losing so much. So. It, it, even though there was so much joy in creating the CD, there was a lot. There was a lot of people that inspired me that were gone, and um, I I hope they would be proud, and I hope they're looking down and smiling 
or, you know. How could they not? Giving me criticism, <laughs> whatever they want to do. They're, they're quelling from above, certainly. <laughs> so, tough year, but a really great thing coming out of it. So, Great. Well, Heather, thank you so much for spending a few minutes. Um, I know you literally just came in from the airport, and you're dashing off to rehearsal and um, squeeze a few minutes in with me in between. So really appreciate you taking the, the time and uh uh, it's worth waiting the few months that we've been trying to <laughs> work this out. So thank you so much. I appreciate it too. Thank you so much, Keith. It's always a pleasure.
This is Merlin Shepherd, and you're listening to klezmerpodcast.com. Enjoy. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Heather Klein, and we heard the track In Turbe Funem Vint from her album Schifferle's Portrait, a Yiddish art song project. I'd very much like to thank Heather for taking the time to appear on the podcast taking time from her very busy touring schedule that she had when she was visiting Los Angeles, and also like to thank her especially for providing the track for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com, and as a reminder, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. And please remember that the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 99. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now. <laughs>